0: fact or myth in the big game the coin toss usually comes up heads that is a myth in fact tails has come up more often in recent years football is full of myths like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin gambling is a share of myths too unfortunately believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money so learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com you'll also find helpful tips interesting quizzes and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun to them all day, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. win or lose, we bringing it to you always, Always. you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, orange or black, we rebuild the pack, no matter where we at, you know we coming back, section 336, we on this, so tune in, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, now, here come the boys from section
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. We're starting a couple minutes late. Josh was just slacking a little A bit. couple minutes late. It's 8.03. You know what I was thinking about? Yeah, the you showed th- up early. I had a student who came in late to my Google Meet today, okay. and I gave her one of these. I gave her one of these, you know little slap on the... Do people still understand this is a reference? Do kids understand I that this is a reference do. for being late when you slap yeah. your wrist with your finger? Yeah, because they all have Apple Watches. Mm. Now. Would it make more sense to do one of these, one of like a phone reference, like bring up your hand like you're holding a phone as oh, a marker of, hey, you're late, like check your phone, you I, I
2: think since you're on Zoom, you should have one of those old, like big teacher clocks that you can just hold up.
1: Mm, Yeah. Give a little pop quiz. Who can read this clock? Right, right. Yeah.
2: But so, so you're still teaching on Zoom a few days a week?
1: Every day. No, I thought you were back in school. Well, we are, but kids still have the option. So I have Wait, some so kids doing, in the classroom and some kids on the Google Meet. It's very complicated. And you're teaching both at the same time? Yeah, well, teaching is a loose term, but yes, I am there.
2: Don't you just kind of ignore the people on Zoom and focus on the kids in the classroom?
1: No, not really, because... On some days, it depends on the day, but some days, there's more kids on the Google Meet call than there are in the classroom. Weird. So it's like, yeah. And so it's, yeah. And so I have to like be tethered to my desk with my computer, but then walk around, but then come back and say, okay, you know, I got to check on them and then go right. walk around again. But that's, that's fine. weird.
2: Yeah. yeah. I see. I guess that's what's going on here because it is optional, but I think most people are in school right now.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. we're like half and half. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, Josh, stay, stayed The Orioles up or down? Uh up. We
2: just won. We just uh, won a series in Texas. We did. So they're I, up. State of State of Franco is down, but the rest of the Orioles is up.
1: Well, we since we last talked, we we lost two to Seattle and then took the series against Texas. I think we're two and three. Since we talked last Monday, Um, but we're, you know what, Josh, I was thinking about this. If we, if nothing else happens, no matter what, if we lose 130 games, but if somehow we finish ahead of the Yankees in the standings, like we currently are, then I would call this season a big success. I think if
2: if the Yankees continue with the worst record in baseball, that's a big win for just baseball in general.
1: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't go well for the Yankee fans, but everybody else. No. I mean, I'm just so happy how terrible the Yankees are. The Yankees and, end
2: in the bottom of uh, in the bottom five, and no one will remember who wins the World Series this year. They'll just remember the Yankees were at the bottom.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. That, I, I thought they already played the World Series and the Dodgers won. That's what everyone has, has told me. But the idea that Boston's in first place and the right. Yankees are in last place is not what we expected a few weeks into the season. Nope. No, it was supposed to be the opposite. Yeah. After the yeah. first series, it was supposed to be the opposite. Stuff. You predicted, Josh, that the Red Sox would finish last in the AL East. Oh well
2: come on, let's be real. There's a lot of baseball. There's a lot of baseball to play. I still stand by that. Okay. I still think they will uh they will end up at the bottom. All right. All right. We we, we shall see, Josh. We shall see. Yeah. We'll find out. I mean, but it is fun. You're right. It's fun. Let's enjoy it while the Yankees are at the bottom, and in, enjoy that we are in uh, third place at seven and nine.
1: Yeah, and we got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk about the Franco play just because I got a different angle. that I don't think people have talked about enough. Oh, really? And you got a different angle? I got a different they, angle. They did not show many. They did not show a good camera angle on the TV broadcast. So I'll tell you that. So I, I can't wait to see your angle. I got I got my own angle on this whole all right, thing. All right, I got your angle. And then I'm so pumped. I didn't. I did hardly any prep for the show because. I was so busy planning while I was doing prep for the show. But now on the Orioles, I do have some Orioles stats to share. But uh, Josh threw out this idea of new rules. Um, well, yeah, like, well,
2: Because – and we got to talk about the Atlantic League trying out this whole double switch and the mound. So we're going to get to that. But then, yeah, I thought it would be really fun if we also suggested our own rules, not shtick rules, not stupid rules, but stuff that would make the game better.
1: Yeah, did, did, did you add down a few, Josh? Oh,
2: yeah. I've got some right here. How many you got? I've got, um, at the moment. What do you mean at the moment? Got, We're well, doing the show. Just, you can't add now. We're doing the oh, show. Oh, something might, might, something might come to my mind before we get to these rules. Okay. All right. Uh, right now, I have uh, – have we talked about the great rule at the Savannah Bananas?
1: That players are involved in the antics
2: mid-inning? No. No. All right, well, I've got one rule that I stole from the Savannah Bananas. Okay. And I don't know if we've talked about it on here. And then I've got three rules that I came up with myself. Okay. One of them is very original. The other two are getting back to some old school baseball. How about you? You got a few over there
1: ready for tonight? Yeah, I got eleven rules that I came yeah, up with completely awesome. myself. Completely right. myself. Yeah, see, eleven rules. Awesome. I'm pushing I'm, the envelope with Josh on a I'm little excited. bit with a couple of them. I'm pushing the envelope. See, I but tried there's a not, couple that you're going to be that you will be thrilled about. And that's why i was saying
2: right now I've got three. It might expand because as I see you push the envelope, I might open it up a little bit more. I made mine very like these are rules that baseball could say, "Hey, we're doing this next year," and fans wouldn't completely freak out. Okay.
1: Well, mine, they might completely freak out. But it, it, it's still, it's not insane. All, all right. right. My rules are not
2: insane. I also, one of my rules fixes this stupid extra inning stuff. If you want to start right there, we're talking about Sunday and, and Franco.
1: Yeah. And I, I and I also have a rule to, to address extra innings. That's probably better, better than your rule. Because, you know, but, after Sunday's game, I had to do Birdland
2: Tonight all by myself.
1: Yeah. Fun yeah. game,
2: fun ending to talk about all by yourself.
1: Yeah. a hey, great pitching by John Means. What was and that was? I want to talk about two things from that game, and we don't need to talk about anything else about that game. We need to talk about John Means, and then we need to talk about that Franco play at the end. Josh, what was your take before I share my twist or not? It's not even a twist; just something I don't think has been given enough attention to. All right, Um, what was your take on the Franco tag or the Franco? I don't understand
2: how Franco ended up in that position because I see it as when you play baseball. And you're on third base with uh, what? No outs? One out? There wasn't two outs. So it was, I think no, it well, was one out. One, out. one out. Because so, there was a the play
1: where he was on second, a fly ball, and he tagged to, you're to right. third. You're right. Yeah.
2: Which was a good play. Tagging from second to third, good play. Mm. So Franco's the, a good base runner, you're saying? No. Uh, so then the way I see it is for that. When you're on third base
1: and a fly ball is hit into oh. right field. Yeah, but fly ball have, is, Josh, Josh is a fly ball. It was a, a line drive, but okay. All right. When you're on third base and the ball is hit, you have two options. In the air. In the air. You yeah. have two
2: options. You can stand on third base until the ball lands, knowing you'll have plenty of time to run home, as long as you're there to leave as soon as the ball hits the ground or as soon as it's caught. Or you can go halfway, wait to see what the ball does, and then either proceed home or go back to third. Yeah. I think Franco, I believe what Franco did is he went halfway, panicked it was going to get caught, ran back, then ran back home. Ran back to third, then saw that wasn't caught and ran back home. Because that's the only way I can figure out that he got there so late to home
1: plate. He's not that slow. Yeah. And and all of this is speculation because the announcers aren't at the game. Right. Goodness knows, half of Texas is there, but and no the, announcers are at the game. Right, and the
2: camera did not show,
1: <laughs> show it. So, so we sir, really do not know what happened to Franco.
2: Right, as far as we know, Franco tripped, fell, rolled, rolled three times, and then got up and ran. But I also don't understand this about the play. Before we get to your other angle, yeah. when Franco ran into the catcher, Franco had no clue that catcher was there. Like, he ran into it as if a wall just popped up, that he, like, as if it was a ghost catcher that just popped up out of nowhere. He didn't, he didn't put up any arms or anything to protect himself. He didn't see the guy there. He just ran. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing that well, he didn't see the catcher. In his defense, the catcher was, what, like four or five feet up the Six line? Six feet up the line. Which, yeah. which? makes it worse because it means Franco should have been clearly past him by that so that when he went up to
1: get the ball, Franco should have already been past him. Yeah, like it was – no, it would normally be considered a bad throw up the yes. line. It was, but a, it, it was a bad throw. But it turned out to be a benefit because Franco was so slow. So but you could somehow he there. had
2: time to pick the ball up and be standing full straight for Franco to run into him. Yeah. I don't get it. And yeah. I don't know what Brandon
1: Hyde was trying to argue about. So well, He talked about my angle. All right, go ahead with your angle. So this goes back to what happened when Franco was on second base. What happened with Franco on second base is Franco thought he was going to score, and the guy made a great diving catch, and the guy had to ca- and the, and so then Franco had to tag up and go to third. Okay. So then you can't tell me on an almost similar play where the ball was hit right in front of the fielder that Franco not thinking of what happened last time, sure he is. where the guy dove sure. because. Because that's the situation. Home, then, because Josh, because if you tag, if 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 the guy catches it on the fly, right, right. you're not going to score. It's not hit deep enough to score, so you can't tag up. The only scenario where you can tag up is if the guy dives and makes the catch, okay. then you'll have a chance to tag up. Right. So I think he had flashbacks of what happened with the, with the left fielder on the previous at-bat, and he thought, oh, man, he's going to dive and make the catch, and then I'll have to I'll have a chance to tag. So he's caught kind of that in-between right. time thinking about what happened on the last at-bat. But he ran back to tag. He should have just stayed on third when he went back.
2: Why He, well, he should have never win. went back. I know he should have never went back. But once he went back, he shouldn't have then
1: said, oh, I'm going home. Right, he shouldn't have. But my point, yeah. But, but if, if you were to play that correctly, like the correct move, I think. Is wait on third base. No, because if he catches in the air, okay. you're,
2: you're not going to make it home. You're saying so go, halfway, go halfway, wait, wait, and then either go home or go back. He now, proceeded to return too fast.
1: Right. And if, he, if the guy makes a diving play where you could have tagged, then, that, 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 then you're kind of screwed. Right. But in that tweener area, you got to assume he's not going to make an amazing diving catch. So either he's going to catch it and you go back to third because it's too short to tag right. or you run home because it was right. so but hard and so short. Exactly. And what I, that's what I was saying. And what I think
2: Franco did not do was go halfway and wait to see what happens.
1: Yeah. But I think the reason he didn't is because of what happened on the last time when the guy made the diving he, play. If that right. play never happened, I think he would have went halfway. Well, I think he went
2: halfway, but you're
1: saying he wouldn't have he will, he panicked he wouldn't, and went back, back. back so
2: fast. Yeah, he wouldn't have run back. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's so maybe, irritating. The problem is
1: the problem is twofold. The broadcast, in the offseason, they need to do more agility right. drills, through running through tires, so he can be quicker at going one way than changing to going the other way.
2: Why don't you mm, – I guess it's because you need his defense that you can't pinch run him there.
1: Oh, it was an awkward bench situation because McKenna, your right. speed guy, had already come in for Stewart for a defensive replacement
2: right. in the previous okay. inning. So then you had – uh, no one. You had a
1: uh, Severino, I think.
2: You had Severino on your bench, so you're not going to put him in. You're right, right.
1: You're right. Yeah, you're right. I and we have a short bench we have uh, freaking fourteen um, pitchers. Yeah, yeah. And we All already right. pinch hit for for Rios, right? But actually, know, Rios was pinch hit <laughs> for. I think um, it just sucks because so we had, we didn't have a guy. To this is around.
2: the this is the third
1: game so far
2: out of, out of the Orioles' sixteen games three games that we can point to a loss because of a stupid play. Yeah. Where stupid base running the other game, getting the guy caught in the pickle and letting the other guy score the other game where we were just throwing the ball all, all over the infield <laughs>
1: past everyone. Well, and I think it was the game we end up winning, but Franco was criticized before for not running hard to first base on, on a, on a play that went extra innings against the Yankees. But, right, but well, okay, that's just Manny Machado.
2: We're used to that. But I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged. Stupid, stupid, uh, stupid losses based on fundamentals.
1: Yeah, but I, isn't that kind of encouraging, Josh? That that like this shows how because these extra games and how close the games are show maybe how we're becoming a more competitive ball club. And aren't you kind of encouraged by that?
2: Yeah, no, I'm definitely encouraged by. But I'm encouraged by the pitching. John Means pitched excellent. You know, the past five games. The starting pitching has given up six runs over 26 and a third innings and got 28 strikeouts. The starting pitching as a whole for their first every, and five games means everyone in the in the rotation has a 205 ERA over those last five games.
1: Josh, our bullpen that. has like a 10 inning streak without giving up a run, an earned run. Okay, yeah, because that game winning run wouldn't be an earned run because it's yeah. a ghost runner. Yeah, and we're we're ranked. Do you, do you know what our ERA is for our bullpen? We're it's seventh in all tough. of baseball. Well, last yeah. year we ended in like fifth. We're I think we're ninth, I think. Ninth is I where we were last year. I don't know. But we're seventh but. this year. And the thing that amazed me about our bullpen is we got a bunch of bums out there. I mean, we got Wade LeBlanc, we got Plucko. These guys, other teams didn't want, yeah. we got Cole saucer like these are all kinds of ways that no one else wanted. And we're putting up the seventh best ERA so far in. Well, even our rotation, we good last year too with this bunch of cast Even our rotation, we talked about how our
2: preseason, we talked about how our rotation has one pitcher, John Means, and then a bunch of guys. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. It's exciting. Um, but it also makes it way more irritating when you have games like yesterday that the lineup
1: can't score a run. Yeah. But at the, on the other hand, right, what's more important? Like I, I try to keep perspective here. Franco's base running blunders have nothing to do with the twenty twenty three World Series, right? Like Correct. he's gonna be part of this club. Correct. Um Dean Kramer.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Dean Kramer, uh John Means. You hey Josh, uh, John Means uh, trade candidate or no? A lot of talk to him being a trade candidate. I don't think so. I think he's the type of guy you want to lead I think you extend him and you you want him to lead this this uh this rotation. You're not gonna you don't have five guys in the minors That you see as rotation candidates. Yeah, there's no need to push John Means out now. I know it gets fancy. You Santander, Trey Mancini, uh, those guys are trade candidates because you've got other options. You've got a backlog of people at those positions.
1: Yeah, but you don't have it in your rotation. Yeah, but uh, there's the the John Means is playing well, and the the other two aren't. So that's why we're talking about it. But the, the thing I don't understand about John Means. I don't understand. There's two things I don't understand. One is um, the Zips projections. Right. What about so, it? So he's projected, and they have these projections that you can go on even into the future. And they have, for 2021, his projected, for whatever that's worth, his Zips projections, ERA at 4.9. And then in 2022, 4.9. And in 2023, 4.93. So, so they, right. they project that he's average ERA will be close to five the next mm-hmm. three years.
2: Yeah. Because he's an Oriole. No one's expecting him to be good.
1: That's what happens. But Zips is, like, not a subjective thing. Like, Don't they just, like, plugging numbers? And this is... but I don't I said, know. So, so that's weird to me. The other thing is, I saw a lot of people saying, like, should you trade John Means? And, of course... It comes back to what kind of package you get in return, and then someone was like, "No, he could be a good fourth starter when the Orioles are good again, right? Third or fourth starter, yeah, yeah, third or fourth starter." And I, I don't think people, you guys know, Kevin Gossman is is the number one pitcher down there in San Francisco. You guys know Dylan and, Bundy and, pitched opening day for the Angels. Mm-hmm. John that means for the Marlins. John means. Will be a number one starter for half the teams right now in Major right. League Baseball. Like John it's, Means is not just an average pitcher.
2: No, there's a lot of people who think you need a Trevor Bauer on your team. You need a Shoei Anatani. You need yeah. these, these aces. And sorry, but we've always made a joke that John Means is our ace. But the way John Means is pitching this year, he's just an ace.
1: I mean, his. His his WAR right now is 0. 0.7, and if you rank that amongst pitchers, he's the fourth. He's tied for the thirteenth yeah. best pitcher in baseball. That,
2: that means that, that sounds he. pretty
1: good to me. Oh yeah, um, that means
2: uh, that starters. more than half of the
1: baseball teams do not have a pitcher as good as John Means. Yeah, and the other thing I I take issue with what he could be a three starter, and maybe like maybe he will turn in like maybe Hall will be great and Rodriguez will be great and Means will be your third starter. But That'd be also, wonderful. it's also assumed, that would be amazing. But also assumes like that John means is who he is, right? And he can't right. get better and turn into a one starter, right? So I, I think, think these guys are all kind of works in progress. If John means has like the biggest whiff rate among strikes, I heard someone say today, um, because his change up our strikes and people just whiff right through it all the time. Right. And so I think the idea that John means is, is who he is when he's still, he's only pitched in mean, this is his third year, really pitching. Right.
2: Now, remember last season in the majors, John means struggled for most of the season. Close yeah, that shortened season until like the last week or two. Yeah. so I think that might be why you're
1: seeing some zip projections that don't trust him. But, but I even think... even John Means, when he was so horrendous, it was embarrassing last year. He ended up with an ERA of 4.5. Right. So that's even a half a point lower than what they're projecting him to have even this year. And 2019, yeah. his ERA was 3.6. So I mean it, I don't know how
2: any how any of that stuff works. Yeah, but if you're Mike
1: Elias, and if, you, if if you have your model, here's what concerns me: if you're Mike Elias and you have your model, right? Because he has his own zips projection models, right? right? And what if the model says to him, "Oh, John Means is a you know a four point five ERA pitcher," um, then he might be more likely to to trade him, right? Um, if he views him as a three or four starter, not as a a top position starter. But-
2: yeah, but even then, it's like you don't have five guys. You still need five guys. Bring up all our guys in the minors. If we're going to win in 2023, it's going to be with John Means in this rotation. I don't yeah. think you trade John Means and then you have the type of rotation to win in
1: 2023. Yeah, and it's true. Um, and he, he doesn't—he <clears throat> doesn't become a free agent till 2025. So even if, like, you want to trade him in the future because you realize, right. oh, my gosh, Kramer's a stud, Rodriguez is a stud, um, you know, Bauman's a stud, Lothar a stud, like, all these t- starting pitchers turned into be studs, which won't happen. But if it did and you're like, oh, we have an extra started pitcher, let's trade John Means, who's getting expensive because his arbitration starts in 2022. Right. Then And that's why people
2: are panicking, because his arbitration starts in 2022. Right. Arbitration just means you go into and sit with a mediator and you agree with, okay, you pitch this well, you deserve this type of money. And the Orioles say, we want to pay you this much. And John Means says, I want this much. And the mediator picks a number in the middle, generally. Or, or say, I mean, it's not like, it's like you can pay him that money. It's not going to cost you a whole lot more. No, or you
1: extend him. And then yeah. it's not going to cost you a whole lot more. Yeah, I mean, especially his first year of arbitration is not going to be too bad. I mean, it is going to... Like, right now, he's half a million dollars. That's how much you pay him. Next year, be in the millions of dollars. Right. But
2: again, to pay a couple million dollars for your top pitcher, no big deal. And what the Orioles are going to do is they're going to come to that arbitration with, look at your zip projections. You're supposed to be close to five. We can't trust that you're going to repeat, repeat what you did in 2021. Yeah. I mean... And so I'm not concerned
1: about having to pay John means. Right. And certainly not have to pay him in his first year of arbitration. I think when you get in the second and third year of arbitration, yeah, it's more expensive every year. Yes. Then you can have that conversation, but there's no, um, I don't Unless you think John means is not this good, then you want to kind of strike where the iron's hot. But if you believe in John means, and so I guess that depends. Does Michael last believe in John means Then there's, there's, I, I don't see any reason to, to trade him. I mean, at some point, Josh, and if I'm saying 2023 still, that means at some point we have to hold on to the players we have who are good and yes. still relatively young.
2: Yeah. And that goes back to me saying that's why I can understand Santander and, Mar- and Mancini being talked as trade candidates because we have options there for the future. The right. outfield's crowded. We've got extra first base With younger options. players, yeah. With yeah, younger and... players that show the same type of results, same type of. Uh, Possibilities. Yeah. Projections. So I can understand that. I don't see that in the road, in the pitch in, So that's why I say John means is not a trade candidate.
1: Yeah. So what would your reaction be? So you, if, if it comes between, so who, and this was a question by Matt Cremenser. That was really interesting. What, what would be, what would you be more upset by? Trey Mancini being traded or John means being traded. John means. Would you not a question?
2: Yeah. I'm not, Mancini is a great story about beating cancer. I'm not sold on Mancini as the leader of this team and the star that's going to take us to the World Series. Mm. That story doesn't sell me yet. Oh, it, kinda, it sells me a little bit. I mean, I like it. Any, I'll, you can tell me, bring it back Ryan Flaherty, and he's going to lead this team to the World Series. If you put in any name and say, "Lead this team to the World Series," I like that story. Yeah. Uh, but it's the World Series part I like, not the, whether it's Trey or whatever. I don't care. It's a great story. I like Trey. I'm not saying I don't like Trey, but if you say, "Do you want Trey Mancini to lead this team to the World Series?" or do you want Ryan Mountcastle to lead this team to the World Series?" I don't care the key factor would be leads to the world series. All I hear you say is I hate Trey Mancini. That's all I'm hearing right now. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was making it very clear. Cause I know how you spin crap.
1: <laughs> no, but I, I, I mean, I judge, I think it's normal for fan bases to get attached to players and yeah. Trey Mancini is a player right. we are attached to. I was thinking about this today, 2021 Orioles. Yeah. Who's your favorite player? Cesar Valdes. <laughs>
2: You stole my answer. I'm right there with you. Cesar Valdez is my favorite player to watch right
1: now. That's what I was. I wanted to say because Matt Korrenzer had a poll, and I was like, "Can I add Cesar Valdez to this poll? Because that's the one." Like, he, but he—he's he, very likely to be traded. Um, yeah. My only hope is that his, he throws such junk that other teams are like, "There's no way this can continue to work right. throwing all this junk," so they don't trade and, for him. That's my only might... hope. Yeah, and he might not be my favorite in
2: two weeks, but for this first two weeks of the season, three weeks, whatever we're in, he's my favorite player to watch
1: because it's such junk and it moves. Well, and you remember fun. my you remember my bold prediction, Josh. What was your bold prediction? I said there would be only there be one pitcher on this staff that has an ERA under two, and it's going to be Stayservaldes. Uh, I that's a good bold prediction. I mm-hmm. like that one. Well, I loved him uh, last year.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, Fangraphs, a lot of love for him over on Fangraphs on Sunday. A nice article on Fangraphs where they were talking to the Boston Red Sox, and the players can't stop talking about Valdez because they can't figure him out mm. and because he faced them three times already. Like, the Red Sox have faced him more than any other team, and the, the they were talking to the hitting coach of the Red Sox, and he was saying – Every time we're in the locker room, the guys are talking about Valdez. I've never heard a pitcher like this that the players are talking about this much. Yeah. So,
1: high praise from the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. He, he you know, it's interesting because he gave up, I forget what game where he actually kind of blew the save and gave up run. And then people were talking about him. Oh, he can't be the closer. Why is he still closed? I turned on one, one, yeah, got, and They were like, he's got three saves and two wins. He can't throw hard enough to, 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 to be a closer. Like, you got to be able to throw harder to be a closer. Like, he can't. Thoros, you know, need to put Tanner Scott back there. I was like, get out of here with that nonsense! It's that overreaction um, based on one appearance, and you don't <laughs> need to throw out. You need to get guys out. And that is right. kind of cool because he can be sitting there two and zero or three and zero or whatever, and I have every confidence he's going to throw them junk up there <laughs> yeah, and, and get weak contact. And so I don't the, even worry when he's behind the count. The Orioles have seven wins. He has
2: uh, what I say three saves and two wins. So yeah. five of those He's games, five he was a big of part of, of the five, seven of the seven wins. Yeah. So,
1: why? Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I would, so Valdez is one of those guys where because of his age, it wouldn't surprise me. He's what, 36 or something. Yeah. yeah. He's not part of the future. I don't like know, I Josh, with that, like you could throw, you could pitch for a while with that junk, right?
2: All right. Yeah. That's probably true. But I don't see him as a guy I'm penciling in for 2023. Yeah. But right now, he's my favorite guy to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like him, I, and I love the back of the rotation combo—the Tanner Scott and the all, of Valdez. All um, and, those back to back, the guys I like that. Yeah, the heart's growing. Harvey. I can't
2: wait till Hunter Harvey gets back in there and how he mixes in with the, with these guys.
1: Yeah, there was a report that Hunter Harvey was thrown again, so that that was encouraging. That's good. Um, is that, speak, yeah, go ahead. Is there a report yet of Austin Hayes joining well, the team in That's Miami? what I was gonna say. I think the plan was the tentative plan was to play. He will play he will be back on Tuesday, tomorrow. Um, All right. I, I, like I saw that. he played in the the what what, what, what are we calling it? The, the alternate site? Yeah, Project Buoy. the alternate yeah, site. He played in their game um yesterday. So that's an encouraging sign. Um And so, yeah, I I anticipate him being back Tuesday. Josh, what do you think? How does Austin Hayes change kind of the dynamic of this lineup and this team?
2: Um, It gives you that speed. The whole reason you're going to send McKenna back down.
1: I assume that's the corresponding Uh, move. McKenna,
2: the only reason you brought McKenna back up is for that speed. What's going to be interesting is to see how you, because you're going to want Hayes in the the outfield. So I think that means you're going to see, and Stewart's hitting the ball really well. While yeah, I like the way Santander Stewart's is struggling. So I think you're going to see Anthony kind of moved into that DH slot. I think you're going to see. I think bringing Hayes back gives you way more flexibility that you're going to be able to give off days, as in put him at DH to DJ Stewart, Ryan Mountcastle, and Trey Mancini, and Anthony Santander. I think you're going to see those guys kind of rotate through either playing the field. Or, ha- or playing DH. Yeah,
1: it's been interesting because recently they've moved Ryan Mountcastle to first base. Right. Um, and so Trey Mancini in that scenario would be DH. But for me, I see our best lineup, I don't know, because I, I like Stewart at DH and Hayes and Mullins and Santander it, in the outfield. It but really then makes you wish... need to make room for Ryan Mountcastle and Trey Mancini. Right. So. right. It really makes
2: you wish one of these guys could play second base. You know? Yeah, yeah. Somehow, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you do that, but because you really, you would love to find a way to get Stewart, Mullins, Hayes, Santander,
1: Mancini, Mountcastle all in your lineup. Yeah, and this is a dilemma we knew about in spring training, but in my mind in spring training, I was thinking... You know, Mullins can be that fourth outfielder and just kind of you know fill in. Yeah, no one expected him to be the way he's being this year. Yeah, Mullins is no fourth. He's no man's fourth outfielder. He he is the team. Um, So he's playing every day, and and yeah, I don't know if you want to ease Hayes back in, and maybe that's how you kind of kind of make it work. But yeah, we have a when Hayes comes back, we have. um, I'm excited because I think he makes your team better, and I would argue like I think McKenna keeping McKenna is really intriguing, especially. Because for two reasons, one, and I don't know how much like you you can plan for extra innings, but it would be nice to have McKenna just for extra extra inning pinch running opportunities, and (laughs) yeah, but you can't keep him on the bench and one and an extra
2: outfielder, another outfielder on the bench. But you don't have enough bench spots with all these pitchers.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's my second point. My second point was: at what point do you not need the extra bullpen arm? Because Um, now your pitchers aren't going four innings. Hopefully your starting pitchers are going, you know, five and six and seven innings. And as you said, our starting pitchers have been pitching a lot better. Um, And we have a couple off days coming up this week. So is there room to kind of keep an extra position player? Um, Though I guess... You're right. It would make more sense to have someone who can play infield as opposed right. to get another outfielder.
2: And again, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Can we send Mountcastle down and say, work on second base? You're coming back as our second baseman.
1: Well, no, they've already tried that in the Miners, by the way. I don't think they, I don't think they tried them at second. Really? I thought I he think, tried everywhere.
2: I, I don't know. Or, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know because I really would love – you'd love to have all these guys in the lineup. And you just can't.
1: Yep. Yep, and we'll see. Like, Stewart being injured kind of worked that out, and then the time worked out when Austin Hayes got hurt, then you can bring right. him in. Ryan McKenna was just like an added bonus to get a sneak peek of Ryan McKenna. Right. Um, but again, McKenna yeah, is the type of guy you want on your bench. Right, he wasn't, playing, it, he wasn't right. playing in the in the starting lineup every day, no. right? Yeah, Even I think he only had, really had, like, two starts. Uh, I think one, but yeah. Maybe one. Um, but the problem is when you're bringing
2: Hayes, so you send McKenna down and you bring Hayes up, Hayes you don't want on your bench. Hayes, you, want you want starting out in the every field. Day. Yeah. But yeah. everyone that you've got already is starting, you don't want any of those guys on your bench. Yeah. So you it's a really reason on problem. your bench. Yeah. Right, you want Ruiz on your bench or Franco yeah. on your bench?
1: Yeah.
2: I I would I would say Galvis, but the past week Galvis started hitting the ball. Yeah, he's been freaking on fire. Yeah, I, he's been on fire. I know. I did a Birdland tonight with Cody, and Cody and I were talking about maybe it's time to bring up Richie Martin. And yeah, then the I very thought,
1: next day, Franco started hitting the ball. I thought that was one of the dumbest things ever uttered on Birdland. Franco was horrible until last week. Well, Galvis – but, Josh, think about Galvis's – Well, Galvis, that's what I meant. Yeah, I know that's what you meant. The reason he's there is to be a trade candidate, trade right. bait. Right. All right, so he's going to be there until – if he's no Until longer trade him. bait, yeah, right. he, that then you cut him or whatever. You're right, but we're going to—he's going to be there till July. <laughs> and then yeah. in July, if you realize over oh, stuck with him, then you might bring up Richie Martin because you're like, oh, we don't want Gavis yeah, anymore. That's, that's our trade, trade him. for the future. Yeah. Yep. So this I is, hear you. and I think fam and th- the same with the catcher situation. Like we're not signing a veteran catcher who we can't trade just so our team gets a little bit better in replace of Cisco. Like right. that's not happening because we're, we're not playing for this year. We're not like, and Michael Elias has been very upfront with that from jump street. But here's my fear with Mike
2: Elias is in my mind, I'm shooting for 2023. Mike Elias needs to have a goal and not just keep trading everyone to bring in prospects and be like, like, you know what I mean? Like he hasn't made clear to the fan base what that goal is. So at what point do you keep flipping everyone as versus what point do you say, this is my, this is my team.
1: Yeah, but in his defense, the only people he's traded have been either one-year deal guys or veteran relievers. Yeah. Um, no, like I agree. He, ha- he hasn't traded any, like, I, like I agree. a John but Means. Because, if he traded a John Means, now that would be okay. Right. He's getting into this forever re- rebuilding state. Exactly, and that's my fear. And that's why when fans start talking but about John nothing, Means, yeah, they I they have concerns to about that. But
2: you're right. I haven't seen that from Elias yet.
1: Yeah. And even Santander, like that's what – I think that was a good conversation we were having the the offseason. Okay, if Santander is traded, is this become – like at some point you have to keep the good players. Right. And is trading Santander giving away one of your good players when – and the but only think, reason we're saying it's okay is because he doesn't play second base. Right. He plays the outfield. So I, then yeah, I we think can we kind just of made that it. point
2: clear that we don't have enough, outf- enough slots. Yeah. You can only play three outfielders. Well, four if you count the H. So, we, yeah,
1: we made it clear that Troyden Santander would not hurt the team. Yeah, and I'm not – I don't even know. Like, I don't – we don't know. I'm not convinced that Santander is a great outfielder. I'm not convinced – I'm certainly not convinced that DJ Stewart's a good outfielder. I'm not convinced Are that you? Austin Hayes can stay healthy. I'm not convinced that Sergio Mullins can continue this. Can continue That's to what to be I was a, say. a great outfielder. I'm convinced As with Mullins none has, of them. Right. Which is why we have them all up and rotating them through. I have the we most confidence prove me. In Trey Mancini – Obviously, because he's done it for the longest period of time. Okay. I, I have the next most confidence in Ryan Mack Castle because he crushed in the minors. Um, highly that's, tied that's, a prospect. But, yeah. And he and he did well in his, his sample last year. I don't know. I got pretty good confidence in Austin Hayes. I'm I, well, my about his only, The only confidence I have is is, is can, can he play all year? Yeah. Like, he's never shown that he can play a single year without getting right. hurt. So right. that's my issue with him. Um, and, and Cedric Mullins has been up and down more yeah, than a yo-yo. We've seen him. We've seen him fall apart twice, like yeah. to, to to the point of um, not major league quality. To go to AAA, then demoted from AAA to Double A, and then right. to make it. I mean, it's a remarkable story. And then DJ Stewart. Yeah, I I like DJ Stewart a lot. I like um, DJ Stewart. He's twenty seven. Like right. he's not. He's not twenty two. Like he's, he's been around trying to get here for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope he can stick. I really do. I like DJ Stewart a lot, and I hope he can stick. But it's we have all these unknowns. So part of it is like trading Santander when you don't know if the other three are, right. are, are
2: long-term. But remember, there's other guys like McKenna and other guys behind them that also are possible
1: abilities. Possibilities, yes. Yeah. And that's everything. How do you feel about the possibility of Hurston Kerstad? How do you feel about that possibility right now? Uh, I have health concerns with him. but right. But... I'd like you, to see you can't have play concerns because you've never seen him play before, right? Yeah. But
2: I'd like to see some of these young guys play. I can't wait for the minors to open to see how some of these young guys do. Like Gunnar Henderson, I'm excited about as the shortstop of the future, but we haven't gotten to see him play yet.
1: Yeah, freaking any infield position—shortstop, second base, third base—just yeah. some infield position. Gunnar Henderson, yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right. Sorry, you want to down. get to some rule stuff? Oh, the only other thing I wanted to mention, Josh, any thoughts on Dean Kramer getting sent down? Oh, it, it's, it's, it's Dan Duquette
2: baseball. Oh. We've been through this. Anyone who's complaining about this did not pay attention to Dan Duquette baseball. This is the Norfolk shuttle, as we used to call it, yeah. where you send a guy down to bring him back up. And now that you only have to send a guy down for 10 days, do the math. From his last start to the two off days, the next time the Orioles need a fifth pitcher, it's 10 days. Yeah. So he'll be up in, his, in the fifth spot because they're going to do a rotation of four and a rotation of four to keep everyone on the same pace. And this way, Kramer can pitch down at the alt- alternate site rather than a bullpen session. He'll pitch in a real game. And hopefully work a on real fake fastball game. command. Right. And then he'll be yeah. right back for his start as if he normally would. It's Dan Duquette baseball.
1: Mm, so, you think Dan DuCat is like secretly behind the scenes making some moves for the Warriors? No, I'm just saying it's smart baseball. It's, a, well, it's yeah. a smart move. But Dan DuCat would do it with veterans. Like, he'd do it with Wei Yin Chen. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that was remember, up. remember, Chen got all angry? Or not? Yeah, I or would get Boris. angry too. <laughs> Your veteran pitcher. Yeah, yeah, and then what it was around the All Star break or something? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he would do that every year the All Star break, send like Bud Norris down and stuff. Yeah, Mike, uh, Miguel Gonzalez. That was messed up. Yeah. That's messed up. I could see doing the young player. That's messed up doing to a veteran. Hey, it helped. It helped us uh, win some
2: baseball games. Yeah, I bring that extra bench spot.
1: All right, you want to get some of our rule changes now? Yeah, let's get to it. All, All right. right, I'll go first. How about a, a pizza place? Where you make your own pies. Wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? We're talking about baseball rules, right? <laughs> I know. I was just watching Seinfeld and was I was Kramer say, talking about a pizza place. Where why pies. Is there not
2: a p- There's a pizza place where you make your own pies. There's got to be one.
1: Well, it was Kramer's idea first.
2: He should get some credit. Yeah, I know. I know it came from Kramer, but there's got to be one that really exists.
1: Josh, how much of this time making the rules – here's the rule I didn't make. I'm going to tell you the rule I didn't the, – the rule – The one I don't have a rule for Okay. (laughs) that I spent half my time thinking about. Okay. (laughs) We need to have a rule to get the Orioles out of the Chris Davis contract. And I kept on trying to think of what could be a rule that can get teams out of these contracts. We made that that rule
2: last week. Last week, we already made a rule for that. You can put your player. The IL? No. You can take your player. And you can put him in any position in your organization, including Usher or Beer Vendor or whatever you want. You can put the player anywhere. Yeah. And guess what? You make Chris Davis be a beer vendor for uh, a year, and he'll either quit after two days or he's the best beer vendor in the stadium.
1: Yeah. Or or, or the worst, and you can't fire him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, in that case – but you
2: can. You can then say, oh, you suck at beer vending. You're now on the you're now on the field crew. Yeah. So yeah. You can right, definitely so, have some fun with that. So let's
1: talk about – we can go – we both have extra inning rules. You want to yeah. start there? Uh, yeah. You want to start with extra inning rule? Sure. All Mine's right. kind of lame, but – All right. Then let's start with your lame one, and I'll show you a good one. Okay. So you know there's been talk about making like a tie after you know, 12 <laughs> innings or something? Hold
2: on, hold on, hold on. Before we talk about our made-up rules, do we want to talk about the real rules that they're going to test in the Atlantic League? Oh, sure. I have those as or my does, rules, too. Or does everyone already have those at this
1: time? Does everyone already understand those? Well, one of my rules, Josh, my, that I'm proposing is to move the mound back three inches. <laughs> All right. So
2: let's talk, about the, let's talk about the two rules that they're going to be testing later in the Atlantic League.
1: Yeah. The first one is to move the mound back a foot. Right. Do you like this? Well, there's a the question: Do I like it, and and is it possible? I like Buster. Only I was listening to him talk about it. He was so dismissive of dismissive of it because he's like, "There's so many pitchers on the, on the Players Association that this will never happen because the pitchers will never let it happen." Yeah, uh, but but, but to, to me, it'll increase offense. I think. Josh, are you aware the Orioles' offense have been has been so atrocious this year? Are you aware of that? They have a batting average. Yeah. Of of 221 baseball, as a team. All of baseball is having more strikeouts than ever. But their batting average is 221. Right. Do you know where that ranks in all of baseball? Uh, middle of the pack. Yeah, about the middle. The, the Cubs are the Cubs are batting 192 as a team. Yeah. No. Boston Red Sox are batting 288. The next size team is the Angels at 265. Um, all right. It's wild.
2: Yeah. yeah. So the NFL the NFL does this every year where they slightly adjust the rules. They have their NFL rules committee that looks at the rules every year, and their goal is to try to balance the game so that it's, if it becomes more offensive heavy, they balance the rules towards the defense, and they try to balance it so that it's always offense and defense are even. And I think that's why I like the idea of moving the mound back or lowering the mound three inches or something, slight adjustments to try to balance out it's such pitcher heavy right now baseball is i don't know if this is the right answer i don't know if this is going to cause more arm injuries because people have thrown from this distance for so
1: long that throwing an extra foot is going to make a difference Well, that's what my my idea was just well because i heard the foot is like the average fastball in like 2005 or something was like 92 miles per hour and i guess this moving the mound back a foot will take the, the average fastball back to that speed. Uh-huh. What if they did um, this? Yeah. What if since pitchers won't
2: let them move the mound back, they move home plate back a foot?
1: Oh, I see that. Oh, see, you should suggest that. Yeah, that's a yeah. good idea. But or no, like, I, su- I suggest suggested my rule change was three inches because then eh, no one really might not notice at three inches <laughs> where a foot is so big. Maybe three inches. Right. Yeah. Speaking of might not notice. No one notices three inches. Uh, what
2: makes baseball stadiums better than any other sports, ballpark, uh, arena or stadium? They're all unique. Right. So why don't we lean into that uniqueness and let each team decide where to put the mound and where to put
1: the base paths? Is that so one of your you are, ideas, Josh? No, it's just off the top of my head right now. Okay, because I know, thought we were saying serious, Josh, and that seems a well, little bit. That's what make baseball
2: great. The Houston Astros had a had a hill in the middle of center field for a long time, and a flagpole. They had a flagpole in the middle of center field. So, if that's allowed, why not move the mound wherever you want? Okay, I
1: guess as long as both pitchers have to pitch from it. All right, so so we both like at least testing this rule in the Atlantic League. Absolutely. I think one foot is a bit extreme, but, yeah,
2: I, I like testing I, it. I agree that one foot seems like a big jump. Um, I'm not worried about – Scott over on Facebook is commenting about more injuries and people with problems with control. Um, guys have spent throwing from this from 13. Is 13, 13 – you throw from that same distance at age 13, I guess? That's what Scott's saying. I didn't yeah, realize it sense. that you started. I thought you would – I guess 13 high in high school. You do That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, never mind. I was thinking 13 was middle school. Um, yeah, Scott's saying every year, push it back a year, an inch. I can yeah, see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, see, that's what, that's what I'm doing yeah.
1: The yeah, at increments and real small. And, and yeah. the arm injury, like, at this point, I assume every pitcher is going to need Tommy John surgery or something at any, <laughs> right. every point anyway. So I don't know. if how, how can it how be about, more frequent? is happening to every pitcher. Right. I, I don't see it becoming more frequent. But, yeah, I think All a right. sudden one foot yeah, is a bit extreme. How about the double hook? Yeah,
2: I like it too. That when you change your pitcher, you also have to get rid of the DH? You lose a DH
1: when you change when you get rid of your starting pitcher. Yeah, but then like that, that. kind of... Doesn't that kind of just take the whole point of the DH out? Yeah, but what I like about it is it incentivizes starters going deeper into games. And right. it's almost like the opposite of what happens in the NL, where you end up pulling your starter after like four innings because his spot comes up to hit and you want that hitting yeah. spot. Yeah, Where this does the opposite and forces you to kind of keep starters out there longer, which I kind of like... Right,
2: unless... Your starter's having a really bad game and you want to pull your starter in the first inning and then you take your big bat out of the lineup.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why I like it.
2: <laughs> How mad
1: would you be if you were the DH? Yeah. And the pitcher sucks, so you have so you don't get the play. Well, it's another kind of strategy that the coach has to weigh, right? Like do I, I want to separate the starter? pitcher?
2: I do like more strategy in baseball. Yeah. I like that. So I'll I'll give you that one. Yeah. All right. So those are the two rules that they're testing in the Atlantic League. So now let's get to some rules that we think they should consider testing in the Atlantic League. Okay.
1: All right. Um, oh, yeah. we're going to start with extra innings. Let's start with like extra innings. Yeah, extra innings. Share your lame idea. So after 12 innings, because some people propose after 12 innings a tie. I'm going to amend that. After 12 innings, the home team can choose to take a tie or to play on. Oh, I like that. I like that. It's kind of like okay. I like that. I'm more of a home home field advantage. I'm trying to think of extra innings with more home field advantage. Gotcha.
2: See, I thought you were going to go with like a foot race.
1: No, see, because you told me not to get silly, Josh, and I thought about also like a home run derby. But I thought a foot race wouldn't be silly. It's more like a
2: shootout in hockey. All right, here is my extra innings rules. It's a little complicated. Okay. All right. Because see, I like the man on second base.
0: I, I like I the don't,
2: setup, I don't, but okay. But I don't think it's quite right. Here's how I want to do extra innings. In a 10th inning, you start with a man on first base. The 11th inning, you start with a man on second base. 12th mm. inning, you start with a man on third base. Mm. Now that stays with a man on third base for the 12, 13, 14. If you get to a 15th inning, you have to use your DH as your pitcher. Mm. So basically wrapping it up in that fifteenth inning.
1: I like that. Though you could even add after the whatever the guy gets the third, then you could have a third and then all also, also throw a guy on first and then throw a guy on. No, but see, I thought of that. But if you do third, first, in, third and but second. see,
2: none of that matters. Because third and first is it's easier to get a guy from third in than if you have a guy on third and first. Because once you do third and first, you set up the double play possibility. All right. So if you have a guy just on third, then you can't get that double play, or you walk a guy to get yourself in that double play situation. Yeah, But, but
1: the I way like the idea things- of
2: that 10th starting the guy on first base so you're not immediately in scoring position.
1: No, I like that better than how it is now, actually. I like that. I get behind that. So my other, I'm telling you, this is real rules. Th- this reminds me of my other extra Someone rules. take this audio and send it to MLB. Yeah, especially this next thing I'm about to say. <laughs> cuz you mute my, the, out Matt's voice and send mine. You're you're you what would you say something about having the pitcher hit or something? Huh? No, the DH has to pitch in the 15th. Inning. Yeah, so that that was my idea. Josh, there was a game with the in the Dodgers where David Price hit a fly ball, a sacrifice fly to Joe Musgrove with the position player pitching, and that got me thinking, which was a bizarre thing to have a a hitter who's a pitcher, hit it to a left fielder who's actually also a pitcher when a position player was pitching. But it made me think about what if in extra innings they just switched it and all the pitchers become position players (laughs) and all the position players become pitchers just for extra innings. All
2: right, that's silly. That's silly. But how about this? How about this? How about we go with some hockey? I think this is kind of – I don't really watch hockey, but I believe this is something done in hockey. Uh, When you get to extra innings – I'm going to say my official entry, if we're entering into MLB real suggestions, I'm going with my original suggestion. Okay. But how about instead of a man on base to help the offense, every inning, you have to remove a fielder. Yeah, I can get behind that too. So, so you know, it's up to you. Tenth inning, all right, I'm not going to put a second baseman out there. Yeah. Eleventh inning, all right, I have no second baseman and no right fielder.
1: Yeah, like Ryan yeah. McKenna and Cedric Mullins become really right. important, there, can, yeah. Right. You
2: can never move out your catcher and your pitcher. You need them. Yeah. But if you go into in 18, all that's out there is your pitcher and your catcher.
1: Yeah, that'd be intense. You better so, strike the guy out. Yeah. So that's nope. my other option for Yeah, I'm up. okay with that idea. All right. Um my other idea, robot umpires. <laughs> uh, come on, you know I'm all for robot umpires. Okay. That was a out there. But only for the strike zone. I think right. it gets too complicated everywhere else. Yeah, just for the strike sound. And my other idea related did, to that did, one. Okay. So basically, you took real ideas that they're
2: testing, and then you also added to it something extreme. Universal DH. So DH in right, the American League and National all right, League. All right. That's my Gotcha. Reason. All right. Continue to take uh, real ideas. All right. I'm going to throw out here. This is the one I stole from the Savannah Bananas. If a fan catches the ball in the air, it's an out. Uh, did shoot, you, that's, did that's you know ridiculous. the Savannah Bananas do that? That's they don't do that. Yes, they do. They do <laughs> that. If a
1: fan catches a fly ball in the air, the batter's out. That, that's dumb. That's dumb. That's going to go up there with the, my idea, and maybe Savannah Bananas can do this. How much? How much more fun would it be to cheer and boo fans that drop or catch balls? Yeah.
2: If there's I mean, some, if it affects the game.
1: Oh yeah. If there's the opponent, like there could be yeah. some defense going on out there. Yep.
2: I mean, well, oh, I, I mean, didn't even think about that, like you and like trying to stop a Yankee fan from catching the ball,
1: yeah, you asked for some fights, some out fights, there. yeah um i that that reminds me of my one rule, and this might be an actual rule, too, I don't know, I don't pay attention that much, but I was thinking what changed the game in the n b a was when yeah. they added the three point shot, oh, I thought it was when they went political, no it was, okay. they added, it was when they added the three point shot, yeah, you're right, um i don't so I don't think went, I don't think it's saying. That um, Black Lives Matter is political, either. But what if there was a two-run shot, a way to get a two-run homer,
2: like a, like a uh, bucket or a car in like center
1: field? And if yeah, you it, a bucket, a car, a an hole, extra fence, but not over the fence, within the fence. Because I want to encourage less home runs and more doubles. So maybe at the bottom of like one of the fences, you just have a little hole and can get it through the hole. Oh, I, I like that. You get a kinda two-run, like, you get two-runner, kind of like
2: little league or softball instead of these mini big golf, walls but yeah, yeah. or mini golf. But you're right. What if, what if the bottom of the wall was just just the thickness, just a little bit taller than a baseball, all the way around, of a gap? And if you get it past the outfielder and it goes in that hole,
1: you get extra bases. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that was my idea, but more like yeah. a, a way to score a two-run homer. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're counting that as a two-run homer. Yeah. Okay. The, the other, just because uh, you know, it's like exciting. Like the NBA with but, the
2: three-point shot. But what, but what if there's, what if the bases are loaded? Then it's a five-run dong.
1: Well, Josh, I haven't really thought these rules through. <laughs> or a five run, I guess it wouldn't be a dong if it just bounces and rolls under the fence. Here's another rule I got. And feel free to jump within with any of your rules. What uh, if we realign the divisions with mid market, small market, and large market? I like realigning the division.
2: I don't know even about, by market, but I would like to I'd like by region.
1: Or even yeah, I think by, the division by region, should be so, I think the division should be bigger than five teams. Yeah, I just don't want to be in our division Boston anymore. <laughs> I just want to leave my division. I want to I be. Know. I want to be with the. Uh, I don't. I want to. I, I want to be with the Nationals. Can we? I was going to say, can we just trade with the Nationals? Because I yeah, want to they're, they're, be with the Marlins and the Braves and the Pirates. Yeah, but the, the, the AL East, East who is, else is in it. The, the AL East is is really good this year. But the NL East, you mean? The NL East is really good. Yeah. But right. I, they're not good every year, like the A at least. A- All right. My next rule is I
2: would like to ban the shift. I would okay. like to have set positions that the players need to be in
1: before the pitch starts. Can I just say, I was on the ban the shift thing before it was cool. Now I remember you I
2: know you were. No,
1: but I, the I, first I, time I, I, I saw Chris me. Davis hit into the shift to get out, I was like, I hate you, shift. I'm this is you, bad for the, baseball.
2: Everyone talks about Chris Davis's strikeouts. The strikeouts didn't ruin his career. The shift
1: ruined his career. Yeah, you killed Chris Davis. Shift. It did. Can we, alongside that, can now finally become popular, a mandatory wave? Can everyone participate and we have a mandatory wave in baseball? Since we're banning the shift as well. A mandatory wave? Because that's our love wave. All right, um, here's my other idea. No, but
2: I'm on board with your banning the shift. Hey, um, ban the shift. Real quick, I'm just jotting down this note. Because yeah. uh, later I was going to say that we've got new t-shirts up on section336.com. We need a ban the shift t-shirt. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking that. we need to put Chris Davis's number on the back of it. Oh, I like that. You know, so we completely put all the blame. All
1: right. So you got another rule? I got a lot of rules. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is more serious. Um, sure, all, it is. All-star game. It is. All-star game selections. Okay. For starters, the starters of the all-star game, completely decided – by statistics, completely decided by computers. A computer program decides like all the all star starters. I like that. I like that. that. We can vote on the bench players. I'm all for that.
2: Or we go the opposite and it's completely done by a lottery. It's okay. random players out there. Maybe. I'm, I prefer that over
1: this stupid pop popularity
2: contest. I, I Or you bring it back, hanging chads, and you have to be at the ballpark to vote.
1: Yeah, but then you I have don't people
2: like the... putting fifty ballots in the freaking stuff in the ballot box. I know. I just like the when they would come up and pass out the chads. Yeah. Um, the All Star Game used to be really cool. I'd love for them to bring some magic back to it. Oh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's magicless. Yeah, right. But you're right. I don't want the popularity. I want it completely done by stats. So All that right. makes I like that. Uh, I want to bring back collisions and blocking the plate. Mm. I think. We made that rule because of, uh, who was it? Pujols? Buster Posey. Buster no, Posey.
1: Yeah? Who
2: got hurt? Pujols. Why didn't say him? Uh, Posey. The Posey rule. Get rid of the Posey rule and bring back collisions at home plate. You can block every other bag, and you can run into players everywhere else. Get rid of it, and let's come back. Uh, I know the concern is safety and all, but who cares? Let's go back to real baseball at home plate.
1: Yeah, this one trying to knock the, the- – ball out of the catcher's glove who cares about concussions they're not real anyway um josh i know you're <laughs> on board with this idea nfl says they're not real josh i know you're on board with this, with this idea all right all drafted players become free agents at the age of 26 i like that that sounds great then you draft a guy at 22 or
2: whatever you better if, put him in the majors you only got 40 more years if ago. they if right if you didn't put him in the majors how about that? How about we tweak your rule where any player still in the minors at age 25, 26 is automatically a free agent?
1: Okay, we can we can tweak it a little bit. I don't know if I want to go that far. We can tweak it a little bit. But it's rules that incentivize teams, not de-centivize teams from bringing up young stuff yes. to the majors. That's what we want. Right, agreed. And that's what I'm hoping we
2: get with the minor leagues getting smaller is that you don't store as many of these guys for the future. Right.
1: I have a similar rule. I told you I have a lot of rules, Josh. Okay. This is another one I think is good. Though I'm saving my best. I got a brilliant rule, Josh, that oh, you'll love. That I'm I've saving already for given up my best rules. Okay, I got, I got, I got, a, I got a top one. All right. But my other idea is international signings. Here's my problem with international signings, Josh. I have a lot of problems with international signings. Okay. One, they're like 15. That's weird to me. But my other problem is we never see these players for years and years and years. Right. So I think players who are, who are signed internationally – Should come and they're still on the team that signed them, but you come to America and play college. I guess optional to come to America and play college ball for two or three years instead of being in the little development league. Come to America and play college ball, so we can see them playing college. What if you you just brought
2: that'd be cool? But what if you did just bring those development players and every year, kind of like the World Series of baseball, where you would go and play in other places, but you bring those guys to America for like a a um, mini season yeah. or a championship, Just, so, like a yeah. tournament type thing where we yeah, can see these a, guys.
1: A, a way to watch them because it's frustrating to yeah. me that we have all these guys I'm hearing about at, you know, 17, 18. I want to see them play and I agree. I won't get to see them play until they arrive at Delmarva in three no. years or
0: whatever. Now,
2: Hopefully technology gets to the point where they start putting cameras in like that fancy new place that the
1: Orioles bought. So we can yeah. start checking them out that way. Yeah. Um, But at least if they're playing college ball, they'll be playing against real competition, which would be cool. I
2: think the uh, ceremonial first pitch should count in the game. And if you throw it and it goes over the plate, it's a strike. If it's a ball, it's a ball. And the first first player has to start with that count.
1: How are you going to give me a lecture (laughs) on not having dumb rules that are unrealistic and you're throwing out these... This I nonsense. Had that, I had
2: that nonsense there just for you when I heard you were going to make some nonsense stuff. I jotted that down. So you would encourage teams
1: to bring in, like, legit players? Who yeah, can throw, bring yeah like, Jim we'll Palmer. have
2: Jim Palmer down there all the time. You can bring out Anthony Fauci. We'll throw Jim Palmer up there.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Here's my last dumb one, and then I have my best one of all time. All right. Um. So penalties are thing in, like, all sports, right? Basketball yeah. has penalties. All football. Right. Um, okay, hockey. So we need some penalties in baseball. We don't have that many. Like, what would be a penalty in baseball? Like a balk, maybe it might be a penalty. Yeah, but you get it's a walk. Yeah, the guy yeah. goes to first. Or if you, we can make like if you beam a guy, it's a penalty. Like, no, get more then penalties. Then you in. get you get the guy to first base.
2: You got to think of things that they that they don't have results in already.
1: But Josh, a balk is a ball. Well, that's no penalty. No, if it's you not. Get, it's, don't, it's
2: oh yeah, but but if you have a runner, you get yeah.
1: advanced the base. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll give you the bulk. But how about if you just like, uh, I don't know. You if you throw a ball at a guy's head, you guys get to go to first base. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's why right. they storm the field. You're right. All right. So let me tell me on these penalties. So if you get a penalty, red card. No, you get a foul shot. But instead of a foul shot, you get your batting practice guy can come in and throw one pitch to to the hitter. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a serious solution. <laughs> so, if you're,
2: you're right. So, that's the penalty
1: like All a right. one free throw, one Fine. free kind of swing from your
2: batting practice. Fine. How, then, in this case, how about if your manager gets thrown out of the game? Instead of getting thrown out of
1: the game, the ump forces him into the lineup. Okay. Josh, thank you for the transition because <laughs> that leads into my best idea. right. Let's see your best answer. And I think they should really do this. Like, I'm serious. They should, then this is a little bit, I think they should really do this. All right, listeners, let us know who
2: gave the actual best answers for this and what rules you would like to see in baseball. Yeah. So
1: mine involves instant replay because okay. instant replay is slow and boring. And I don't trust the umpires. I think for instant replay, both managers should be part of the instant replay review process. Like everyone, give each manager a mic, I mean, a, a headset. Okay. Along with the umpire, and let them kind of, you know, argue it out. So you bring back arguing in baseball, and like you get that that kind of fight between managers and fight between the umpires. Have everyone up there, the managers and the umpire, all reviewing the call together. You, you sure you don't want them to just put on boxing gloves and the two managers fight? No, no. We want more fun. Because the problem I, is, Josh, the umpire is all there by himself listening to New York about what's happening. Like, there's no – no. Uh, you, the managers don't get their say anymore. No, I Let know. Let everyone get their no, say. I, Let them all get up there for the replay. All
2: right. Here's how I would like – replays – I like replay. But it, slow, it slows down the game. Yeah, and that would also so be slow. It'd make it a little more exciting. I want you to be able to challenge anything, and when you challenge it – just uh, a voice comes out of, this, out, of the, uh, out of the sky, out of the speakers saying, ball. You know, like a God voice, a God ump who has yeah. all the replay and has the answer before you're even challenged it. Make it yeah. quick. There's no reason the guys on the field need to watch and make a decision.
1: Yeah. The decision should be made immediately. I agree. There's, and if, if you can't tell after 10 watches and just go with the original call, like whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Scott that says,
2: uh, as a baseball purist, you got him thinking about some interesting moves.
1: <laughs> so, all right, that, that's my list. I think I got it right. all. I think that's a good list. Yeah. I still like my this idea of a pizza
2: place where you can make your own pies. Um, that's got to exist. I'm sure <laughs> it does. Hey, no, um, too dangerous. Um, No, you make the pie. You don't put it in the oven. You then give it to someone else.
1: So you just put toppings on top of dough? Is that all you're doing?
2: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. some sauce and cheese. Okay. Okay. So, hey, uh, we got another uh, podcast review this week. Oh, nice. It's uh, five stars, like always. Great podcast. As a diehard Orioles fan born and raised in Connecticut, it's beyond difficult to drown out the noise that's known as a Yankee and Red Sox fans. Coupled out with the fact that I'm 32 and my formative years were spent witnessing the Yankee run of the mid-90s and the Red Sox run of the last 15 years. It's not Been fun. Yep. Luckily, this podcast seems to have, t- have turned the tide. Great insight, analysis, and overviews regarding the state of the team. It's nice hearing others care more about who's the number five starter out of Charm City instead of another Aaron Judge home run call. Keep up the great work, guys, and you definitely got a new listener in the Constitution State. To quote Matt, and as always, go O's.
1: Nice. First of all, that, that was a great review on so many levels. They yep. quoted me, which is the sign of a great review. They bashed the Yankees uh, and the and they're overhyped in coverage, and yeah, and, 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 and the – Red and Sox. Even, I think a couple and even, even trash Darren Judge. Yeah, and trash Darren Judge. So, yeah. No, it's that's, all that, good. That's how you write a, that's how you write a pod, podcast review. That's how it's done. It.
2: Right. So head on over to iTunes and do that. I don't think anyone else lets you do reviews. But keep doing it on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. All right. Are going to get out of here, Josh? Yeah. Yeah, we're in overtime. I know. I know. We started late. We don't really have time for ball four. Well, do Balfour's next week. Oh, too bad. I watched a movie I liked this week. No, I haven't watched anything. No. Except for Seinfeld. Uh, check out the movie, Nobody. I right. watched that on Saturday. It's got um, the guy from uh, uh, the Breaking Bad, the lawyer. Saul okay. Goodman. It's got him. You didn't watch Breaking Bad. Never seen it. Yeah. So it's got him in there and uh, some guys break into his house and then he goes after them as like a normal guy.
1: So we're doing Ball 4
2: now or no? No, I was just going to share that one because I'd forget next week. Alright, fine. You said it. Alright. So no need to do Ball 4. We we got rules. Those rules are way better than Ball 4. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. So check... You can also support us on section56.com. Josh mentioned some new new gear up there. Yeah, new shirts. And
2: and I'm going to be working on some more new shirts this week. And they're on sale for the next two or three days. $14 for t-shirts. So you're not going to be able to beat that. So check that out over at section336.com. You can also support us up there. We got a couple new Patreon members in the past week. I don't have the names in front of me, so you'll get your shout-out next week. But thanks for joining
1: us there as well. It really helps us out. Yeah, appreciate it. You can uh, follow us along all your favorite social media sites. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at JoshRucker. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. We are the Vampires,
0: and we run this town. When we step into the yard, we must protect this house. Birds, haven't you heard? We got that underdog style, we'll be crushing it. The- fact or myth in the big game the coin toss usually comes up heads that is a myth in fact tails has come up more often in recent years football is full of myths like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin gambling is a share of myths too unfortunately believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money so learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com you'll also find helpful tips interesting quizzes and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun